Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another idea, a podcast for... He's coming. He's coming. He's going to be in a second. A podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. They want to level up their business. Yes, they do, Igor. Yes, they do. What up, fam? Hope you're well. What's happening today? Today we. It's me and you. It's me and you again. Again. Yeah. We are on a little run, aren't we? This today we're just having a a bit of a day where it's just me and you recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we've decided just to pause guests just for a month or so. Yeah. So we're just having a little break just because kind of our wedding season has kicked in. We've got not another not another styled shoot happening in July. Yeah. Um, the final few tickets. I mean, when this goes out, the tickets could have gone. But if they haven't, there will only be a few left. Yeah. So go and check those out if go you are kids. a photographer, if you want to be a wedding photographer, if you're in the industry and you want to see how we work and approach an entire wedding day, it is the workshop for you. Yes. Um, we're very excited about it. It's never... We haven't seen it done before, like a, a kind of a hybrid of like an educational workshop with a styled shoot spread out across a wedding format. Yeah. And that's what I'm really excited about. incredible when you talk about it like that, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it really is. You're surprising I mean, yourself, aren't you? Just, I can't believe we've come up with the idea. It's like, why has why this never happened before? Um, so, yeah, come we're, we're excited. Come and see us in Oxfordshire. Um yeah, anything else that you want to mention? Are oh, you reviews? Let's do another review. Good shout. Good yeah, I shout. liked that last time. First of all, thank you to everybody that has um, dropped reviews for the podcast because, um, oh, no, no, no. I was about to start us on my phone. But yeah, um, no, thank you so much for, for dropping the reviews because they they mean heaps to us. And I'm just trying to pull them up now. Here we go. So from, I don't actually know who it is from, but here goes one. I love listening to this podcast every Monday and I always listen to it halfway through the week too. Oh, Mondays and halfway through the week. Double listener. (laughs) Love it. It is motivational and very inspiring. It is great listening to other people's stories from their business, how they have got to their journey and where they want to go. Just fantastic. Um, last one I li- I've listened to most of the episodes what do you mean most of the episodes it should be all of them um, but yeah I've listened to most of the episodes to date and they all bring value in different ways it's definitely a must listen for anybody in creative oh amen to that thank, thank you, you no, it, it does mean a lot because we we've talked about it before like we we sit here we do the podcast we put it out um, we don't necessarily have that kind of that that tangible kind of instant feedback from anybody yes. but the reviews kind of allow us to see that people do listen to it they do tune in they do appreciate it you are taking value from it mm-hmm. and it makes us go we should do this more we should keep yes. going um we believe in it and it's just good to hear that you guys also can recognize that we're doing something that's you know a little bit different yeah um and and hopefully bringing a little bit of light-hearted entertainment <laughs> to your ears Indeed. um 
So today's episode, we thought because we failed to remember our birthday um, at the start of May. <laughs> where is he going with this? We thought we should just have a few episodes where it's just me and you. We just reflect on the the past year. So last week's episode was all around the lessons and the things that we have learned individually and as a collective mm-hmm. doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, and today's episode is about the standout kind of lessons and moments from the last 12 months of the podcast. Yes. In, in, in terms of from a guest point of view. like the- Yeah. And if you are guests that are listening and if we don't mention you, don't... Don't, don't come don't- after us. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel like this is a knock on on what has been brought by you. No, not at all. Um, it's just some... There, there are some obvious episodes to yeah. us that... We'll explain why we've chosen them. Were I mean, sort of we like milestones. We could have done like a nine-hour episode here, yes. couldn't we? Talking about everybody quite easily, but um, I don't think we wanted to get into that kind of territory. No. Um, so, yeah. So start naming your favourite oh, kids. Oh, let's, 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 let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my favourite child is... Let me just open up my notes. Right. Okay, well, let's just go. I'm going to go in big with the first one that I wrote down. Yeah. Which was Christiane of mm. Honeysuckle and Flower Co. Honeysuckle Flower Co. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if you didn't listen to that episode, first off, you need to go and listen to that episode. Um, Christiane opened up around the topic of, I suppose, um, baby loss. Yeah. And how that impacted her career. The, the how it was going to a wedding and having to handle clients, having been through that, you know, very recent trauma. Um, and I suppose I kind of put that episode down as being a highlight or stand out for me but for a couple of reasons. Well, partly because of exactly what Christiane opened up about, which Her I think sheer vulnerability. Yeah, I think for both of us, it. I don't feel like it caught us off guard on a day, but we also hadn't had a conversation quite like that before mm-hmm. that just went to a place of... That we just didn't expect. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't expect. Um, and I suppose I wrote it down because of a couple of things. One, it made me recognise afterwards that we were able to provide the conditions and the space for Christiane to be able to open up and to have that conversation in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that made me kind of go, "What? Well, that's really good." For, like, I'm proud of us for being able to do yeah. that and to be able to give her that space that she felt comfortable to talk about something that is so unbelievably personal, traumatic, and must have been incredibly difficult to talk about. I think we both yeah. got a bit choked up yeah, we did. in front of her. Um, so there was that. There's, there's those two reasons. And then I suppose the third one, and this is really not as important given what we've just talked about, but... It allowed space for it. It allowed space for it because we'd. it was the first episode where we had adjusted the way in which we record the episodes we'd invested in a new bit of kit that basically you know we won't bore you with the details but it allowed us to record from the start of the pod to the end of it without having to have like 25 minute breaks yeah and actually when you think about the dynamic of that it allowed us to just have that free-flowing conversation without the fear of oh we're about to hit the 25 minute limit we're gonna have to pause and yeah. break and then because i kill think the conversation. we did we probably did a good 10 to 15 episodes like that if not more really yeah quite possibly more yeah yeah we did and to think about it now it's just <laughs> yeah but again we talked about this last week in the in the in the last episode that we recorded 20 minutes ago <laughs> it's like last week it's gone out last week um we talked about how we just had to start and you have to you know it's very easy to like find excuses aren't there in in a in a new kind of business or decision that you make like oh it's yeah. got to be perfect got let's not do anything until it's perfect but it wasn't perfect from the start yeah. we've adapted and added things to it we've figured things out as we've gone a little bit um and that was that for me is a prime example of that is that we recognized that we couldn't carry on stopping after 20 25 minutes and we needed to find a way to be able to roll through from start to finish and yeah. that just happened we made a bit of an investment it cost us a bit of money um we had a few teething issues getting it set up thank big shout out to mr tommy wright tom wright um, for helping us with that one Indeed. previous guest um and then i suppose the byproduct of that is is that conversation and I've, i i think we both found ourselves after that episode going would christiane have talked about that had we had to pause mm-hmm. i don't think she did i don't think she would no no so like, again it just allowed a great flow to the conversation um so yeah yeah 
And if you haven't heard that episode, here's a little soundbite. Um, I think our growth has been in many ways much slower than it could have been. Mm. Um, and that was held up by, as a result of the TB, I then had fertility problems. So I was trying, I was trying to have our, our second baby for quite a long time um, and had a few miscarriages along the way. And then Beth was also in the same position. So she had wow. some miscarriages and, and, and running a, a wedding company, particularly where you're doing a lot of heavy lifting mm-hmm. when you're both trying for babies is quite hard. Yeah. So that was really challenging. Um, and mentally, I think we were both, both feeling that we wanted to be able to put our families first. We also wanted to be able to put the business, business first. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a real kind of tug of war going on for both of us of, of um, how much we could give uh and we did we have for for a long time now been having to turn work away um and perhaps not taking opportunities that we might otherwise have taken mm-hmm. um just because there was that massive challenge and then um yeah i i then i did fall pregnant um but that pregnancy was uh i won't bore you with the entire story but it was it was a a real challenge because i was in an awful lot of pain yeah uh and something was very clearly wrong but i went down to the hospital and they scanned me and uh they were like nothing is wrong everything's fine even with all the complications beforehand still and your body telling you that something's hurting something was terribly wrong um yeah so uh I I then collapsed and I was I was like I had to go to hospital quite quickly, um, and but I'd been I'd basically had an ectopic pregnancy, which they'd one hundred percent told me it wasn't what when they scanned me. It's when it's when it, uh, the pregnancy begins in a fallopian tube instead of in the right. womb, and obviously it can't grow yeah. there because it's tiny. Hmm. So as it grows, there's a risk of it rupturing, um, and if it ruptures, you you can die yeah. because you just internally bleed. Um, which is what happened. And so, but because it's, the brain's an amazing thing, because everyone kept telling me there's nothing wrong with you. I was walking around with this thing. So I'd, it had ruptured yeah. and I was walking around in terrible pain, like, oh, I'm such a hypochondriac. I really need to pull myself together because there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I actually walked myself up to the hospital and I was like, I just want to check again because I'm like crying with pain here. Um, and the moment I collapsed, I think is the moment when it had ruptured. Even then my husband called a paramedic and 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 I, as as a, I guess as a result of what I was going through, was having a panic attack, which I'd never had before. So I didn't understand. We both thought I was having a stroke, um, and uh, and the paramedic arrived and diagnosed what she could see, which was a, a panic attack. So she then went away. So there was all these kind of mistakes, one after the other, uh. bang, 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 and and yeah, I walked myself up to the hospital, and I was like, I just, I really just need to check because I'm in such pain that each footstep was hurting. So something's. I feel like something's wrong and I know you guys have scanned several times. Lots of people have looked at me and everyone's saying that nothing is wrong. Um, and they were, the, the lady who saw you me that sound day. sound like being terribly nice about it. Well, <laughs> excuse me, please, could you just, you know, that, actually you, you had every right to almost be kicking off and going. I think that's half my problem and not, not sort of advocating for myself and not yeah, being mm. able to say you guys are wrong because I felt they must know what they were talking about. Um, you know, you, you, trust medical professionals generally that they know what they're talking about um but it, but it was an ectopic pregnancy and it had ruptured and i'd been internally bleeding for several days and they said we've got to we've got to have an operation right now um and i was like can we wait for my husband he's an hour away and they were like no you've got to go in right now and then i went in and that when i woke up from that i knew that number one i couldn't have any more babies naturally mm. and that i'd lost my baby and we'd already spent several years trying and that was a real low moment. But it was also the fact that, as you pointed out, I'd kind of not fought any of it. And I felt, I felt for a long time a, a real terror and fear about anything like that happening again. Because with both the TB and with the ectopic, yeah. uh, things had been misdiagnosed, mistakes had mm-hmm. been made, and I had not fought or stood up for myself at all. Um, and so after that happened, I then had sort of PTSD symptoms for a few years. And that was um, that was a really intense time because I sort of went into a bit of denial over what had happened. And so I would, I'd go to a wedding and I'd be driving there in the van and I'd just start sobbing or just, it would, yeah, this yeah. stuff would come back and I'd just be sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And then I'd get to the venue, I'd be like, right, make up. 
<laughs> here are your flowers you know just completely blocking all of that stuff out and so uh hard. it was I it mean, was a very intense I, time i get it i get it but it's yeah i think it's hard for, it's not it's very hard for me and you to relate to that yeah but we you know we will have gone to weddings where things are difficult i mean mm-hmm. not, they're not even comparable no, you, they're not comparable exactly so being very careful here with what i say mm. what you've been through is incredibly traumatic and i'm not surprised you had ptsd yeah um uh, fair play to you for, for for battling through and and going and doing your job like that because i think you mm. yeah you know, i think it would break a lot of other people yeah i think um, a lot of people would be able to relate to it yeah i think so. and, and it's it's probably something that's way more common that we even than we could even begin to imagine mm. i really think it is and it's part of the reason that i'm happy to talk about it actually is because i i do think a, there are a lot of women in the wedding industry around this age mm. who are starting or continuing their building their families and i think it is really really common and it, and not enough people talk about how that affects your work yeah um mm. particularly i think with weddings because everything's booked so far in advance so you're trying not to overbook yourself yeah, yeah. in case you fall pregnant in case you have a baby then you have a miscarriage then you then you could have done that work but you haven't done it and and there's all those kind of emotions wrapped around that and it felt like for a long time for both me and for Beth who also was having fertility problems of her own we were sort of holding our breath a bit and not well, it's, it's, hard enough, it's hard enough planning it when you haven't got fertility problems, yeah. mm. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. then you throw that into the mix as well. It's it's an almost impossible situation to be in. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I have got absolutely no doubt there'll be a lot of people listening to this that will be like, thank you for addressing it. Yeah. And just bringing it up and, and kind of normalising it a little bit. Yeah. It is a, it's a very difficult subject. Um, yeah. You know, it, I'm, I can, it made me think of like when Gemma gave birth to Buddy, I, like two days later I was off to France. Oh gosh, and it's yeah. a really hard thing to do. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm physically fine. I haven't got to deal with. Yeah, I've got to go and do my job. But to be the person like who's carrying the baby, yeah, and mm-hmm. to then have the pressure of delivering a product or a service to yeah. an industry that's everyone's having a great time. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's the one that really got me when you're explaining everything. Yeah, feelings, isn't it? You very much having to almost like I don't know, switch off or. or I don't know mm. how to say it really, but how did, how did you? How did you? Yeah. Um, Going back to the, you know, getting getting there to yeah. the wedding yeah. and, and, and yeah. making one. Like, yeah. Can... Well, I think I, I was well practiced at it because I had to do it with my son as well. It was the same thing, you know. I'd, I'd finish the wedding and then I'd get in the van, cry all the way home, get back to nursery to pick him up. Yeah. Hello, how was your day? Yeah. You know, and you do you you put it on for a lot of people, and and actually, although I talk about it quite openly now, whilst I was in it. I I really didn't speak about it. I almost kind of lost some friendships through just, you know, lots of people around me were having their second or even third children and I still didn't mm. have mine. Um, and that that was a really, really odd side to it was that I, I began to get jealous mm. and I'm not a jealous person. I never really cover other people's cars or watches or anything. I don't, that doesn't, I've never had that as a facet to my personality. And, and it's an ugly emotion. It's a horrible thing to feel jealousy. But I, I did, I felt really jealous of all the people around me whose, whose families were just naturally growing and, who, and, and also jealousy of people who were able to just push their business because they had no other, yeah. Yeah. there was nothing else going on. The, the only agenda was, was their, their business. And I could see people, you know, flying. And I, and I felt like I can't do that and I can't do this. And so, I I was really stuck. It was a really really stuck place to be, and 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 Beth was in the same position. Oh, Christiane, there, incredible. Really, still gets me listening to that now. Yeah, she's um, incredible. Next up, who yeah. you got? I was going to say, and in fact, we're going to team up with her for the not another star show. We are, yeah. Say, so, on board. Yeah. If Amazing. you want to meet a celebrity, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next up, the Springles. The Springles were were amazing. Um, I've wanted to meet them for a long time, really, because um, they just seem great people um, behind their business. But at the same time, um, what they have been able to build through Burn, through Able Burners, um, it's just incredible, really. Um, Talking about pivoting during a pandemic. so, So, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. 
so this episode it's is is one that again if you haven't listened go back to it because there's so much motivational encouragement I mean, it was a two-hour episode yeah it was one of those that we could have taken away we could have sliced it up countless ways and yeah and probably done like 20 30 sound bites mm-hmm. out of it um but we chose this one to give you guys we live in farmland like so we see the farmers turning the fields around and um every day as i'd be driving i'm like oh he's sown clover now to put the nitrates back in the soil and oh the sheep are back in now and you can see the farmer like using and resting the land using and resting the land and i was like that's how business is you can't always be going so when those times are like when you um have quiet times in business how can you now sow into the future mm. what crop could you put in now um that can be doing well um like the farmer can't sell us the clover to eat it's purely to regenerate the soil um and so like yeah it's a bit of like a game but i think also business is a bit of an analogy for life isn't it because it it does change and flex and bend and it's never reliable and i think people sometimes think that business is this very logical thing and i don't think either of us see it that way it's like a creative dynamic moving thing just like a field or your family life or that's incredible that's an incredible analogy shame on you for thinking that was a weird (laughs) analogy it's such a great analogy yeah such a great analogy and yeah it just just places great importance importance and rest as well and yeah which which doesn't get talked about enough does it yeah you know we all talk about the drive the go go get on with it do it you can go after it you know which is all very positive and on the front foot but sometimes you know as a creative you need to breathe and yeah rest and pause Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we're doing here with the podcast for the next couple of weeks isn't it we're just taking a little bit of a, a pause just temporarily yeah um we hope that you all start shouting, come back, guys, we want you. Because <laughs> um, then we'll go, yeah, we do need to carry it on. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a, it was an incredible point. And there were there were so many in that episode that, again, if if you want to go and listen to an episode, like if you can kind of, if you really resonated with what Kat talked about there, just go and listen to the whole episode because it's absolutely packed. That was just one little outtake. You know, there are, there are dozens of outtakes yeah. from that episode. Um, and again, just having... For like the dynamic of us as well, being able to hold that conversation. That was a two-hour conversation that we had with two two guests as well. Mm-hmm. So there were four of us. Yeah. Um, and that certainly shifted the the dynamics of the, of conversation, the conversation and being able yes. to for us to be able to read the space and to know when to step in and when not, when to let them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Respond. It was it was it was a learning curve. It really was a learning curve. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think that yeah. Good we did episode. a great job. Yeah, we did. A, we do good. We do good. <laughs> Next up, we're going Grace Andrews. Grace Andrews. Um, I think this is my favourite episode. Your favourite child. Can I can I say that? Yeah, can you I can say, say your favourite child. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think this is my favourite episode. Um, simply because Grace, she, she's got such an infectious, um, character. Um, in terms of a go-get mentality and just she's just making it happen really mm. it's it's really really good and what I got mostly from the episode was uh, I keep saying it but it, her and Stevens is just sheer obsession about what they do and how they do it and yeah um, I want that for myself and yes yeah it's infectious yeah it really really is and this clip that we've got next up is a treat so listen up you can be fine at something or you can be great and the only way you can be great is if you're just trying new things and you're getting there and you're mm. failing faster than everyone else like that's our culture like fail faster than everyone else because you make a hundred mistakes there's going to be one thing in there that works well and it's going to send you on a new trajectory and it's going to move the needle a little bit and that's all we're thinking about like every day it's not about getting to 10 million youtube subscribers like that will be the result of us every single day zooming in and looking at how we can just alter the trajectory, just alter the line like by one degree every day. Like, I mean, you've seen all those diagrams before. It's yeah. it's it's just incredible what you can do if you just really, really think about getting, diving deep in and just seeing how you can twist and turn and twist and turn. And a fail safe environment, like we're so lucky to work in an environment where it's encouraged. We're literally encouraged to fail. We'd rather see a list of 10 things you failed in this week than one great thing you do in a month like for sure and then you need to find your why because a lot of people they post about their what this podcast that's your thing 
but your why is because you want to connect with creators and entrepreneurs and bridge that gap in the creativity world. So that's the stuff you need to be talking about online. People buy into your why, they don't buy into your what. And if you're an energy drink brand, what is the energy drink? But you post that all over social media, no one cares. It looks like a, it looks like an ad. I don't couldn't care less. I need to connect with your why. And their why is they want to energize the nation. And suddenly you go, we want to energize the nation. Cool, we'll do a content series on X, Y, Z. You're not going to mention the product because you just happen to sell the product. But people buy into the why and people buy from people. So they need to connect your values and their missions. People think they're doing a great job and then you go onto their feed and it's just full of their products and then they're wondering why they're not converting. You need to connect people and build that community from the ground up so that when you have this product that goes on sale, they choose your brand over the other one because they feel so aligned and connected to your values and they feel like they're part of a community and there's a sense of belonging there and there's a sense of loyalty and brand loyalty. So I think that's what I would suggest. I think people get so caught up in the what because obviously they want to sell and it's really important that they create something that monetizes, but that is a byproduct and you're stunting your growth if you're just showing them the what, you need to tell them the why. Um, and I could talk about that for days. <laughs> the next three months, are going to be the craziest, steepest learning curve probably of your life. He was like, have you been to uni? I was like, yeah. He's like, have you been to this? Yeah, that's all out the window. Like we're starting from scratch and this is gonna be the steepest learning curve of your life. Couldn't be more right. Those first three months we were, I mean, I was literally, me and Steve were sat next to each other day in, day out, wherever we traveled to in the world, he was doing talks here, there and everywhere. From day one, he goes, we've just got to start posting content. And I was like, you've got 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Am I just gonna start posting content? And he went, well, if you don't start posting today, then you're not gonna start posting tomorrow. And then you're gonna build up this fear. So you need to start posting. And as soon as you post, I'll give you feedback. And it was as live and it was as real as that. And it was crazy, crazy fast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's infectious, but she also, you can, be, you can be really infectious and not know what you're doing. <laughs> and and grace isn't that you know she's infectious but she also backs it up yeah. with the knowledge yeah the skill the ability you know all of those things that you know without and again you can have all of that but not have the infection or the drive yeah and it falls apart you you have to bring all of those facets to the table i think together and she does that so so well yeah it was a, a really inspiring episode um and i suppose as well from our point of view it was a real kind of moment of reflection to to kind of say to ourselves look at what we've done here we've mm -hmm. we've brought somebody on that works for the largest podcast in europe mm -hmm. and she came on board because she saw you're we welcome kids yeah you're don't welcome. worry about it guys again the least you can do is review it um but she came on board because she liked what we were doing she could see the potential in it you know if we'd have reached out to her from day one and said oh we're thinking of doing Again, people, so many people do this, don't they? They go, oh, we, we're thinking of doing this. Would you come on board? And sometimes you've got to show people that you've, you've already built something. Yeah. Um, and that it takes a bit of time. You don't just, you don't just get there and land on it. Um, but for Grace to come on board with us and to give us her time and to share her story and then to finish it and be very positive about that experience and um, to give us kind of really positive words of encouragement afterwards. Mm-hmm was for us a kind of a real god yeah a little pat on the back wasn't it yes and we needed that yeah. so that was great yeah um my tablet has died so no worries I, next I step do, do have a picture of the next one um i'm not sure whether we're gonna play it a, a clip or not you correct me otherwise but we wanted to mention as well um the sort of episodes that we've had that were just jam-packed with actionable information yes. yeah um we are super proud of the fact that yes we bring guests that can give you sort of like motivation and inspirational sort of content but at the same time um we've got these episodes that are very very this is how you do this and just go and do it so yeah, the, two that, the two that stood out were seo and pinterest weren't they they were yes. both incredible and both of those guys that came on were just full of knowledge and do you know what really amazed me is just how open open and honest they both were yeah like not afraid to share like what, anything we asked them every question we could ask them yeah um they could have been here for five hours <laughs> and we'd, we'd have still been going um but 
yeah, we really, really appreciate them coming on and, and about those those two subjects. I still remember the headache that I had after finishing that episode with Rachel. Um, yeah, on Pinterest. Yes, on Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is a great episode. So yeah, just go and get it, kids. Yeah, and then the next one we wanted to talk about was a very, very recent episode actually with Ryan and Lee. And I suppose again, a little bit like a little bit like Christiane. Um, but I, Partly, where am I going with this? Because it's such a recent episode, I haven't had the chance really to fully digest how big this was. Mm -hmm. But when I listened to it, actually I only listened to it yesterday, um, it really, I I had had it on YouTube whilst I was editing and it just completely pulled me in. Um, and even though we were there, we were we were sat there <laughs> recording it. It still it still made me stop uh, what I was doing and yeah. listen to, and I listened to Lee talk about his um, sobriety journey over the last thirteen months, um, and it just I was just transfixed for like ten minutes, just what just listening to him talk and explain the journey that he's been on, um, and I found it really inspiring. I. Just had this huge level of respect for Lee to for for being so open and honest mm. with that conversation, which again is quite a difficult personal subject to yeah. to approach. Um, but it just shows the importance as well of really taking care of your health in order to just run your business. Yeah, I think that that is a big takeaway, isn't it? Because if you if you can't if you can't take care of yourself, that's it. Yeah, especially us that. Uh, um, self-employed. If 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 you if self is not there, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there is so, no business. Here's that clip of Lee for you. I've always enjoyed going out, and I've got a, I've got a very. You've probably gathered. I've got a big all-or-nothing personality, and that comes with everything in life. Literally everything there is. Um, and alcohol was a big part of the all-or-nothing. Um and nothing was ever enough. So I I was, because I played football, I've never drank in the house, that's never been a thing. I've never drank every day, that's never been a thing. I could go four, five, six, seven weeks without a drink, but as soon as I went out, going home at three o'clock wasn't enough, going home at seven o'clock wasn't enough, doing the full day the next day wasn't enough, doing that night wasn't enough. So all of a sudden my nights out would become a Friday, Saturday into Sunday. And the decisions I was making during those two, three days were you would never, ever make those decisions sober. Um, I won't delve too much into them, but you just, you you wouldn't, you you would Mm. never do it. And you would then become embarrassed about what you've just done, which means that you've done wrong. If you don't want to shout from the rooftops about it, you've done something wrong. And that was just happening more and more. And then the the past three years has not been a good three years since COVID and um, when Classified was born, I kind of moved all my PT clients across to the young lad that was working for me, who was supposed to buy into the business. His words were, will they train with me now? So why would I give you money? And that was gone. Um, And then I found myself then when everywhere opened back up being invited to write, we're at the we're at the opening of the Ivy tonight, Lee. Perfect. I'd know everyone. I'd get invited everywhere. So I I wasn't looking at that as going to the Ivy and enjoying myself for a few hours. I was looking at that and going escaping what was going on for fifteen mm. hours. So everyone else would go home at one o'clock. I know loads of people in there, so I would stay out till five o'clock with them, six o'clock with them, seven o'clock with them. Everyone else getting up for work the next day. I was just an absolute mess because then problems that I was hiding from have not gone anywhere. Mm. They've, 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 yeah. If anything, they've gone. They've gone worse. Um, you and start, you're starting your week as well in that. You're starting your like, week in a terrible, a terrible, awful state. You're putting, yeah, you, you know, you, 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 you're the driver at the back. You know, you're just about to start a Formula One race, and you're <laughs> right. You've put yourself in, but I've put myself there. That was the thing. So then a week could go by. I'd get back on my feet. I'd be back in the gym. I'd be working, and then it would be be coming out tonight. We've got such a thing on, and I'd be like. Oh, fucking, yeah, dead right I am because mm. I'm having a I'm in a shit storm at the moment and I want to forget about it. So I'd go yeah. out and then the three days again and I'd bring Ryan in a mess and blah blah blah. 
So what was the what was the che- what was the turning point for that? What, the turning point was, was, was it like a really clear defining moment when you were like this this can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, a few things had happened not last year, the year before. Um, one of which I started actually seeing a girl that I really liked, um, which is very rare for me because of how fu- how fussy I am. Um, and she'd kind of work weekends and she'd come over on the Sunday morning and I'd be on over and wouldn't do anything. Me at that time was like, I'm going out, I'm a single, I'm, I'm, you, you're working and look, looking now, it wasn't the right thing to be doing. I finished that because I had so much going on. Probably wouldn't have finished it if I wasn't going out every other weekend and so on and so on. And then I was in a really dark place for six months, but I'd go out into where I lived and I'd bump into everybody. I'd be like, you're all right, you're good. And, and be a completely different person behind a closed door. And then it got towards the end of the year and I was like, I'm, I'm done with drinking. Like, I don't want to go out. And then it came to New Year's Eve and a few friends were like, we're going to London. Anyway, pushed it too far that night. Um, a, a few things had happened. And then I, I then got back on the train after not going to sleep. I met friends on a train. I got showered and went straight back out another 18 hours again. Long story short, I'd spent the last, 300 pound in my bank account. I'd ended up with nothing. I'd started the first of Jan, the second of Jan, because the first of Jan I was having a ball because I was still out. Second of Jan, I'd, I had <clears throat> in this big, beautiful house in Wormslow. Couldn't pay for it. Couldn't pay for my Range Rover on the drive. Um, an incident had occurred in, in London and I was like, I rang Ryan up and said, I'm done. I'm like, I'm coming away from it. I've tried to control my drinking for the last 10 years. I will come out just for a few hours tonight. 20 hours later, everyone else is cracking on with a day I'm still getting in. So I've tried to do that for years and mm. years and it and it suddenly hit me that this all or nothing mentality, the, the alcohol had to be the nothing side of things instead of the all. Yeah. So I spoke to Ryan, spoke to a couple of mates and they were like, look, you've you've just had a bad experience. You've had a bad three years. You, you, you remember just... that chat? Well, I've had a million of these chats right. with him. Um, because I would see, I know the real, like him, um, and like, we'd be sat in a, a cafe and he'd be close to tears, like filling up and whatnot. And the minute someone walked in who he knew, boom, this, are you all right? Yeah, good mate, you. And you're like, it's not sustainable. Mm. It's just not sustainable to like, you know, they're coming in thinking, Lee, what a happy guy, what a thingy. And in reality, he was really, really struggling. His, um, when he was when he was going out, you know, I'd I'd rarely go out because I've, I've you know I've got a family and stuff. But I, w- I would you know I'd go out now and again, and I I I would get swept up in it as well. I'd get in at six a.m. Get a right bollocking off page. Um, but I, I like that six a six a.m. was my cutoff, which sounds ridiculous. But like I would go home and he would carry on for days on end. Um, and we were in the car one time towards the end of his drinking, um, where he said, "I said, mate, you can't go out this weekend. Like you're skint. Like how are you gonna afford it? Because he, as you know, he would be the first to admit he weren't spending twenty quid." You know, he was spending sizable amounts of money. And uh, I said, well, this is, this is minimum 200 quid this night out that you're going to go on this weekend. And he was like, I'm already uh, in the shit. What's another 200 quid going to do? And like for, for like he, he'll relay that back to me now, won't you? And go, what, way what, at things. what the hell was yeah. I thinking? That's 200 quid I, I didn't, I, I had that I could have. to give away to. Yeah. Um, but like the the change in him is just. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Was like how? Oh, like night and day. So I was yeah. I was adamant then that I was done with it and yeah. I was never returning to it. And people were like, "Look, just have a couple of months off. You'll be all right. You've yeah. just had a bad few years. You've had a bad. Yeah. You've had a bad December. You've been out a lot. Your heads up your ass." And I was like, "I'm done. Like this is me done." And uh, and they were like, "You've got such a thing on in February. Will that be like? Will it be difficult?" And I was like, "No, because I don't drink no more." So that's how adamant I was. And uh, I don't actually, when you actually strip it down, I'm the most confident person who loves dicking about all the all the day anyway. I don't actually need it. Like, what do I need it for? 
So I'd started to go out for meals and then go to bars and stuff and just still have an absolute ball just on water. So I was like, I don't even need it anyway. And then you do have your moments where you're like, do you know what? Getting out of the house at midday with the lads, having a full day and night, look like ahead of you. You know, you're dressed up, you're looking mm. good, you're smelling great. I'm single lads, so you're chatting with people. Like you do have them days where you're like, I'd love to do that again. But the what the consequences of that, I would never ever put myself through it again. Mm. I just wouldn't do it. And uh, I'm at a stage now where I'm today's day 415. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm over 13 months into it now. Well, and uh, thank you. Don't play that. That's so, yeah, that's yeah. Amazing it's really. It's like, and it's it's. I think it's high a heightened achievement just because mm. of the person he was and yeah. the lifestyle that. You know, he's given up something that he genuinely enjoys doing, which is the social aspect of stuff. Mm. Um, and like now, although you know, there's um, he, although you know, there's, there's there's stresses in life, there's other things that that, that get you down and, and whatnot. But now he's in a position where he's not in a terrible state on Monday, where he then has to like build himself back up he's 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 up every morning he's at the gym he's you know he eats well he, he and, he, and he, he's found like new things in going on a walk and stuff and and that is a lot of problems just, don't go away but you just deal with them a lot better my alarm goes off at half four every day I'm, I, and i don't i don't wake up tired like that's just my life for the past year you go that long without alcohol in your system that is just killing everything mm. that you just you've got this new lease of life and like i say i could go six seven eight weeks without a drop i wasn't an alcoholic but when i went i would be yeah and then the aftermath of that so i've gone three days mm. two and a half days of, of being out and then you just took you a week to get over that um and now i don't have any of that i'm seven days a week i'm myself i'm bouncing about seven days a week i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm start, present. Starting your Monday yeah. at, the front of the, at the front of the grid now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm present yeah. seven days. Of, yeah, exactly that. I'm I'm present seven days a week. I'm not I'm not missing it. And someone someone once said, "You're uh, do you not feel like you're you're missing out now?" Mm. And I've I'm gaining. I'm gaining days. I'm gaining hours. I'm gaining family time. I'm gaining time with my friends. I'm like I've gone from maybe having Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and going and going out and then being an absolute nightmare for a week because my head's up my ass to, I could have an event now, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and I, I make all three of them. I go to mm. all three, but I'm still up at six o'clock the next day and going to the gym and so I'm, I've gained, yeah. I'm gaining so much. Your output just maximises so much I'm, more, Yeah, I'm, I'm like seven days a week, I'm present to work. Someone messages me at half 11 on a Sunday night, can you get hold of S Club 7 tickets? through the concierge oh, yeah. business. <laughs> but because, well, yeah. S Club 7, I'm not a massive fan, by the way. Uh, although they did see some baggers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've just announced a tour. Mm -hmm. So that is actually, I'm getting loads of messages at the moment. Um, that's why S Club 7 <laughs> coming yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I'm responding at that at half 11 at night on a Sunday yeah. instead of going, I'll get back to that. So I've just gained so much more time. Yeah. And one thing I've, I've, I've opened up to, you know, 3,000 and odd followers on my Instagram. It's not a big following. But the response I've had of people wanting to talk to me. I had a, a girl who I used to train. She's been, she's 50 days yesterday or the day before. And she reports into me. She's like, Lee, I feel so good. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And all these people are reaching out to me and I'm helping them. But one thing I've never done is I've never preached that what you've just said, you don't need to come away from alcohol. You don't need to. Mm. Like you, you're under control. You like a few drinks and you'll go home and it won't affect anything. Ryan doesn't need to come away from it. I needed to come away from yeah, it because it was affecting so much more. The stupid things I was doing would have affected, yeah. if something would have happened to me, if I'd have been killed, like, and, and these, these are scenarios that could have happened. If I'd have been killed or I could have killed somebody else, that's... That's not only my life ruined, that's Ryan's life ruined, that's my mate Callum's life ruined, that's my mum and dad's life ruined, that's my sister's. Yeah. And that is enough now for me to go, I'm never touching the stuff again. Yeah. And, and from a are, business what's... partner's perspective, you have to, you, you like, you have to peel those people off the floor when, the, when, the, when their head's yeah. in the bin after a, a three day bender. You, you know, you're like, oh God, please don't be rough, please don't be rough. Mm. 
Whereas now, never have to worry about that. You, you're just like, okay, well, I know that Lee's going to be up at half yeah, The confidence is there, isn't it, now? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and I'm a better person for a future relationship. Like, no girl wants me to say I'm going out for an hour and disappear for two days and not spend with her and if I'm ever lucky enough to have a family. Yeah. So it's it's benefiting things that haven't, haven't even happened yet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's it for me personally, it just it it has brought so much, so much to my life massively, uh, and I love it. I love. I, I, I'm. A, it's an addiction. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy yeah. thing. Not drinking is an addiction, just as it is the the other way. The other side. Yeah. Um, and those two hundred quid benders are. Oh, thing of the past. No, that was a, that was a good monetary, night. Yeah, that yeah, was the monetary side. I'd do five hundred quid on a night out because my problem was as well. I could drink. Yeah. So you could see me now, and then you could see me in fifteen hours, and I won't be much different. And he also doesn't go to your student unions either. No, he goes, no, I, can, I can imagine <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. he likes the finer things in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, spending it's exactly an absolute, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, spending an absolute fortune. But yeah, for me personally, it's. Um, I wish I had a bigger audience because I, I never thought I would be speaking like this about it mm. because I've always been a very closed book with issues yeah. <clears throat> and Ryan said a few I don't, years I, don't even, I wouldn't even say this from like a patronising point of view but it is really admirable thank you like it's really admirable that you um, well that you've done it for starters yeah. yeah but then you're able to just come on a podcast and just tell people I mean no one watches this anyway so you're fine but <laughs> like, you know they will do when they see this face on it but yeah, they, <laughs> they were like Lee can you come on again next yeah, week yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone will be like, have you seen the numbers? Have you seen the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Lee's face. Yeah. Lee's we've got, face. We've got 1,000 new listeners in Algeria. <laughs> yeah. And 998 of them are women. Yeah. This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> Blonde. But the, th the thing is, with I never realised how big it was what I was doing. I was two months in and people yeah. are going, that is amazing. And I'm like, that is mental to hear. Mm. Two months without alcohol is nothing. Is that how the UK is now? Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Like that we can't go longer than two months without a drop of alcohol. Yeah. I was looking at that, I was like, that isn't that isn't a big thing, yeah. three months. And then people were talking to me and breaking down to me. I've got to come away from it, Lee. Like, yeah. can you help me? I've got to come away from it. They'd be like, Lee, I've done three you weeks. You weren't seen the only one. Like, no, you'd no. be going out with people that are probably masking that same yeah. problem and yeah. doing this, exactly the same I, thing as you. For the, like, sorry, go on. I was going to say, because it is mental. Alcohol is the only drug that people, people can some, sort of like, come away from it and, and someone will question you why 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 you're not drinking it's not as if, yeah. uh, you're not taking paracetamol and, and i would yeah. question why you're not taking paracetamol yeah. we it's, it's we crazy. went out for a, a sober night out the other week uh, we went for some nice food we both drew, drove into manchester went for some nice food we then went should we go should we go lively bar now see if, you know See, see it was what? me pushing it because yeah. I still love that environment. Yeah. I don't. So I, 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 I'm. If I'm in bed for half ten, next door revs the queue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we, um, we, we were going to go in Albert Sloss, but the queue is around the around the door. So we were like, oh, we won't go there. Um, but yeah, I can go. I can. If I'm in bed at half ten, I'm a very happy man. That is where I'm at with my life. Um, but so we we're like, right, let's go here. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get a few. Diet Cokes, and we'll 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 see what it's like. We yeah, have a need, laugh. We've never needed alcohol and to have a laugh anyway. So we get in there, we're having a drink. It's it's pretty rammed, but then when you're sober <laughs> in that environment, you and, and you're both sober, yeah. so you know you know it's not as if he's drunk you or I'm drunk. Everything. Don't you're oh like, God. God, there's this like woman on the dance floor giving it like <laughs> like on, in her own world, yeah. like, and then you see like lads who you know we we all done it, arms around each other, spilling the drink spilling everywhere. The drink. Yeah, and then what we noticed was whenever anyone walked into the bar. You know, they'd walk in and then they open the door. As soon as they open the door, they go, <laughs> they just start dancing the way to the bar. And we're like, this is mental, isn't yeah. it, when you're sober? I always remember like, um, in my sort of late teens, early 20s, like having a kind of group of friends at the time that just yeah, like all did drugs. And I was the only one out of probably 12 people that never did. And I think it comes down to just those early times of like just seeing a few people doing mm. it and going, oh, yeah. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. You do, and it's going back to what I was. What I was saying was realizing how big it is. I'd have a sit down with someone who was the fucking world was upside down. I've got to come away from it, Lee. Can you help me? Three weeks in, they'd be like, Lee, I feel amazing. Four weeks in, and then the fifth week, you're on Instagram and they're out boozing and they, mm. they've lasted five weeks. And then it's not until you you see that more and more that you realize how big 
how big it is. One of the lads who knows me quite well, I saw him the 7th of January and I was, and we, it was in a bar in the daytime. And uh, no, I was out having breakfast for a meeting and I was like, yeah, I'm done with drinking. I'll never touch it again. He was like, I'll have your 500 pound bet. And we shook on it in front of a load of lads. And I bumped into him the other week and he was like, I owe you 500 quid, don't I? I was like, no, you don't just forget about it. Yeah. But just just to, to know that like, that's what I have, I have done and yeah. you do. You, I speak to so many people who want to come away from it and they can't, they cannot do it. I wish I had 2 million followers on Instagram that I could help go through it. That is anyone's like you probably, me. You probably wish you did it five years before as well, didn't you? But yeah, yeah, it's exactly. what it is, isn't it? it yeah, it, you know what? This is the it, this is the yeah, right timing exactly. for me. Now I've had some unbelievable times, and you know, I've, I've done Las Vegas 12 times and I've had the best time of my life out there. And, <laughs> 12 like, times? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. I've done it um, twice and I will never return yeah. like, on that type of holiday. So I've had the most amazing times, but this is the right time for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and like just to bring it full circle to what we've been talking about before we got onto that is like the you know, the benefit of your decision now on your business. Mm. Like really, Class Brand wouldn't have done what it's done recently. It wouldn't be a thing. Had it, it, well, it probably wouldn't. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be existed. a thing because the last 12 months, Ryan's not had the all the time to do what I've done on it. I've had to pull back. So it wouldn't be a thing. I've had to pull back on other stuff to work on it. Mm. So it wouldn't be a thing, would it? It, no. would have, it would have been a, let's pick that up. And then two months later, it was like, where are you up to with them? Like, oh, I'll chase it up next week. Without, with the zero alcohol, the, the class brand wouldn't be the, the product it is now. Yeah. It wouldn't. Running, running two startups means that, you know, you have to divvy it out and you have to, one has to be a, a driving force for a certain amount of time on it and then vice versa. So, you know, when, when building the product and when, you know, bringing that to life, that is all least stuff anyway when you want to get to the technical bit and when we need terms and conditions you know making and and, and websites Step doing up. and and you know coming up with like a business strategy and yeah again that's why it worked with both both the the, yeah. the app and the we was like look ryan's taking the massive lead on the app here um and but when 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 i'm needed i'm there and then with the clothing brand, I've took the massive lead and it's got to the bits where I, what I physically can't get my head around doing, Ryan has stepped in and now yeah. we're, that's why it's the perfect little little jigsaw. But yeah, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be here now on it, like if I was still going out and I don't know what kind of mess I would have been in, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he would have been here if he would have kept drinking. As in the podcast, not here. Yeah. As yeah. in, well, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. know, do you? But no, yeah. you, you no, 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 well, no, like, you, you, uh, no, no, no. I mean, the I stupid know. decisions I was making, anything could have happened. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but look, I've, I've, I've got a grip on things, and I've decided to do. Like I said, I would never preach, but for me, I had to come away from alcohol, and I've made that decision. And I think my life from last year forwards now is going to will massively benefit from from that decision, and I feel quite strong about that. What a guy. Absolute legend. Just to be to be so honest and open with us, um, I, I think is just incredible. And and I think there'll be a lot of people that take a lot from that. You know, even if you, you know, you don't have a, a problem with uh, alcohol, mm-hmm. I think just having that level of awareness of how it can impact you, yeah, um, and and making those choices. You know, we talked about it in the last episode, didn't we, about micro micro decisions that you make day to day, yeah. Um, like for me, the, the standout bit of that was Lee talking about going into a Monday now, like full of zip and life and drive, rather than going into the start of the week, basically in a at the, at the back of the grid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, really powerful episode, and we really really appreciate Lee. Yeah. The next one, um, it's by the amazing Hannah B. Yep. Um, she again. Yeah, we've had great guests. I mean, it was we? hard picking these to be honest. I mean. <laughs> Like like I said at the start, we could do three or four episodes like this where we where, where we pick out some standout moments. Exactly. Um, and if you you know if you are listening to us for the first time, if you just if you're just discovering this podcast now, you have got some absolute gems to to work through. Yeah, you have got homework um, to do, kids. Yeah, yeah, you need to crack on. But Hannah B, Hannah B, she she was absolutely incredible. Again, she's super infectious um, with her character. But uh, what really really stood out for me was the fact that because she was so passionate about um, her niche, what she is doing, it just meant that she can, she can literally create a business out of anything. That's the sort of like idea that I got from it. If you're really passionate about something, 
just just go and do it and try and make a business out of it because you can do it. Yeah, let's give them the clip and then yeah. we can discuss. Okay. <laughs> I've been told. <laughs> clip. I do have an image of the moment my daughter was born. My husband, like, just shoved my camera into the midwife's hands <laughs> and she was like, what do I do? It's I on back button focus. <laughs> uh, just, uh... When, um, my daughter was born and I just burst out into laughter. Like, absolute manic laughter and it was amazing and i love the fact that she was born into laughter and that image is just that you know the following and weeks after i gave birth to my daughter i suffered really badly with postnatal depression but that image i framed it and i put it right next to my front door so every time i came home or i left or i was struggling to leave the house and i was sort of standing at the door deciding whether or not to cancel plans because mm. I, I couldn't physically bring myself to go out i would look at that picture and think i can do hard things because I've done hard things and that moment for me has has been really imperative in in the way that I take pictures for other people's births to give them that that image of holy crap I'm amazing I can do this I've, I've done hard things and that was a hard thing and I can do more hard things and I can I can live my life knowing that I accomplished this yeah Incredible thing. There's an image. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? I think, you know, you, you said it exactly like this, that there are, there are so many businesses out there that you can go and pursue. And even within types of business, there are niches and sub-niches and sub-sub-niches <laughs> that are just... But again, if you really go after it and you're really... I think what's really important is, is that you really care and you're passionate about that niche or industry that you're going to move into um and and i think the reason that you chose hannah was really a, a prime example of that of going into an industry and a and a niche of photography that is 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 quite uncommon really mm -hmm. but absolutely smashing it yeah and doing really well and making a real name for herself as being like the go-to in that industry yeah um yeah i just think is 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 remarkable so those are our kind of standout clips from the past year. Again, if you were to sit us down tomorrow and ask us for our favourite <laughs> clips, we would probably pick six very different <laughs> clips. But these were just the ones that, when we put ourselves on the spot, we thought of. I'd really like to know what your favourite clips were. Great question. So if you just want to go to our Instagram feed, you'll see on our reels we've got so many little outtakes and um, sort of moments from the past 12 months. Just, I just want people to share one to their stories and just say, this is this has been my standout moment. This yeah. has been my kind of favourite child guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just intrigued to see which ones you connected with and which ones you took either value or entertainment or inspiration from. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like so, that. So, yeah, I think people need to do that. And then they can go and leave us a review. Yes. Right. This is it, kids. Thanks, guys. It's been... Um, I know we've kind of mentioned it a little bit we can't we've kind of just been going just over a year but um we've we've thoroughly enjoyed it so far i know we've talked about taking just a little pause at the moment it might mean that we have a couple of weeks off soon mm -hmm. um but we do have plans to come back we are bigger you know, and better yeah we've got we've got some really big ideas for the next sort of 12 months and yeah we're looking forward to more conversations with more creatives more individuals in business and um, sharing those stories and journeys with with you guys at home in the studio in your office wherever you might be walking the dog wherever um yeah i'll stop talking now because Igor's looking at me funny so <laughs> he loves a good waffle yeah. doesn't he <laughs> just, just drag it out all right see you soon guys bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.